Hauntings. True crime. Horror. Halloween. Weird days. Welcome to the dark side of travel and beyond, beyond, beyond. You're listening to Haunt Chants with your host and guide, Courtney Murak. Okay, I think we are now recording officially. Again, thank you. I'm so excited to talk with you. Thank you for taking the time. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Sure. And I, I don't even know where to begin. I have I have some good questions, I hope. I don't let's let's find out. You'll you'll let me know. You're the expert here. Um, <laughs> okay. Well I, I guess I'll start with what do you like most about the Roswell, the final verdict? format because it's comprised of is it four elements with the reenactments the witness testimonies the experts like you and then the ai lie detection software is that right yeah so what's really cool um roswell the final verdict is um it's it's a great uh, mini series for those who like everyone's heard of roswell right it's like a household name now but I find that most people are kind of like grazers of information. They don't really dive into it. Not a lot of people read books anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, I do. I was a geek. When, when I, I, I don't know how many books on Roswell I've read. But in order to get up to speed with it, um, it really takes kind of a good program like this developed over six episodes where um, it gives you the whole timeline of events and why it's important. But what's brand new to this is that uh, this artificial intelligence um, is is added to look at the testimonies of these people who most, nearly all of them, I think, are long gone. Uh, they've passed on. Otherwise, we'd be talking to them directly. And that's really sad because um, they, they were witness to what I believe is probably the most significant, definitely the most popular um, UFO incident in history. Right. And so the when they approached me and talked to me about this technology, I was very skeptical. Um, I wanted to know, well, what studies have been done on this? How accurate is it? And uh, they pointed me to the white paper studies, everything that um, shows that this is actually um, very similar, if not better, in some situations than the polygraph test. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you take that and you take... Um, the, the testimonies themselves and uh, put it all together, we could kind of brush the dust off of these people, you know, that they were long gone and, and uh, judge with accuracy, pretty, pretty well accurate um, judgments that we can make to determine whether they were telling the truth or not. So in my opinion, it's like one of the biggest breakthroughs that we've had uh, in the Roswell case for many, many years, because, um, there, there's not many places else we can look for physical evidence. There's not really anyone else we can talk to um, that were firsthand witnesses. But what we can do is go back and reevaluate everything. So uh, really excited about it. And um, I think for those who are kind of on the fence or knew nothing about it are going to be kind of blown away. That's I, I, I totally agree with you. It's a super novel approach to, like you said, resurrecting information from people that 
they're just not here anymore to talk to. So was there anything? Okay, so now since you broached the topic that you read a lot of books, was there anything? And also, I know in a couple of the cases, you it was interesting to hear you say you were skeptical, first of all, because there was actually a couple of witnesses. You're like, yeah, I don't know if that person's true. Oh, my gosh, they were telling the truth. Was, was there anybody <laughs> that, that was reverse of that that you were like, no, nah, they're totally lying or, you know, they're totally telling, oh, my gosh, no, they're not. Was, did you have anything like that? Um, well, without giving away too much, uh, I, I had some reservations about the St. Augustine Plains for those who know about, um, you know, the story that there were a second group of people who witnessed a crash um, around the same time. And whether it was related to the main crash at Roswell or not, they, they believe that they discovered bodies and, and interacted with the beings there. And um, our main witnesses, though, were very, very young. I think one of them was five years old, uh, seven years old or something. And, and so the recollection, um, you know, or the the, the um, possibility that they made it up completely was very real, and they've kind of been discounted. So um, I think you'll see in the series there are some moments of surprise where I, too, have, am thinking, you know, maybe I'd better reevaluate kind of discounting some of these witnesses. Um, and that, that's what makes it such a great um, incident. There's layers. There's layers on this. There was a lot going on that whole summer, not only just in New Mexico, but Arizona, the whole Southwest. There was a lot of UFO sightings. Um, so uh, you can't just throw the whole thing out just because it sounds strange. No. And, and then I guess I kind of jumped ahead. I got so excited about so many thoughts in my head, but your book thing. So was there, you read so many books about this and I know, you know, a ton about UFOs and all. Was there anything that just really just blew your mind? Like, or that you didn't know that you were like, Oh, that's something I had never encountered before. Did that, did this, you know, dig up anything new for you there? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm always learning about the, the thing about when you, you set out to study ufology is that there's so much to know that like um, most researchers focus one thing. So they'll make that their niche. Right. And so you've got people like Don Schmidt, Stan Friedman, you know, who passed now, but he turned over basically the whole Roswell thing to, to Don Schmidt and Kevin Randall. And then later Tom Carey got involved. And so, they're kind of like the Roswell experts. And then, you know, you have somebody who's the expert on the Rendlesham Forest incident, somebody. And so for somebody who, like, wants to know it all, it's really hard. Oh, yeah. uh, and so when I got into the Roswell subject, I was reminded of stories I didn't remember. And and little, it, it's kind of like, if you can imagine one or two people, if you t- tackle a subject like Roswell, it's kind of like, you being the only two investigators to investigate, you know, the 9-11, uh, you know, Pentagon and, and World Trade Center bombings, because there's so many leads that come off of that. It's like a monumental task. And, and some people dedicate their lives to following every little lead. And um, so the series does a really good job of summarizing it, number one. But then also you get these little stories like, um, you know, a nurse who was on base and, and uh, witnessed some of the bodies and a mortician who shows up, you know, and may have been dating the nurse, 
you know, and, and uh, she tells him some things and he sees some stuff. And so it's like those, those things are, are important, you know, because in, in real life, that's how stuff happens. And, and rumors aren't just rumors if you can substantiate um, enough, you know, like a repeating testimony of the same people saying things and you put together the puzzle. You know, so it's, uh, yeah, there were some surprises in there for sure. Oh, that's really interesting. I love hearing that. And you you summed that up very, or, you know, answered that very well. Um, And what about, do you think, Roswell, the final verdict will appeal only to believers or to both on the fencers and skeptics too, or? Well, I, (laughs) I feel like the skeptics, the true ardent skeptics, um, there's not much you can do for them. Like they, they will always, even if the, you know, a UFO landed on their lawn and, and <laughs> the occupants came out and talked to them, they're still going to find some way because there, there are people who have a paradigm, um, a perspective or, or some belief system that's so strong in their minds that like, it's almost like it would be the death of them if they were to admit um, some of them kind of build up a fake sort of opposition to it because because they really, I think, deep down do believe. they. But again, there's something they would have to give up if they believed. And so those people I don't think you're ever really going to change. Um, the people who are on the fence and are open-minded for sure, this I think is kind of like the, the perfect introduction to Roswell, and you're going to have a lot of people coming out of it saying, whoa, you know, I had no idea there was that many witnesses. I had no idea that they actually talked to the people who took the debris. I had no idea that there are people actually more than one, you know, like of the same descriptions of these beings, you know, and that we know where the debris went. Like, to me, that's, that blows people away because they, they haven't picked up a book. And yet here it's sliced and diced and delivered on a platter for them. And they can sit back and enjoy the recreations, look at the evidence, and look at it being weighed. And um, I, I think a lot of people are hungry for this now, especially after the UFO report. So what a better way to spend, you know, your 4th of July weekend. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I'm glad you brought up the UFO report because you have to be sort of, do you think this sort of further vindicates that, okay, even without anything else, Roswell definitely could have happened because they're at least acknowledging that UAPs or whatever they call it now are there's something. I mean, they they haven't said definitively, but how do you feel about all that? Well, um, you know, and, and I'm one of those who was pleasantly surprised when the report came out because I wasn't expecting much. And so when they actually came out and admitted that um, – they had so many cases like, and I say so many, cause there was like what 144 yeah. that they looked at. Remember these, these took place within just the last couple of years. They went back to 2004, but, but really the bulk of this was just within the last three or four years. And, and they had that many unexplained cases. And this is really just the Navy cases. Some of them, you know, may have come from uh, air force or some other military, but these aren't, it's not like Bob and Jane down the street, you know, who witnessed something and reported it to MUFON or whatever. So you're looking at such a small scope, and yet of those they studied, they admit that they are not 
uh, they had no evidence that these were foreign technology from our adversaries or that their own classified programs, right? And that is huge. And they also use the word threat. They use national security. They talk about 11 near misses of, with planes, you know. And so they've kind of laid the case that um, this is a very important subject. We should be looking into it more. Um, and so I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, w- I was really surprised with that. And I forget the second part of your question, but maybe it was related to, to Roswell. <laughs> oh, yeah, how <laughs> is it? Yeah, just how it kind of vindicates that, you know, Roswell oh, probably was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, what the, the one frustrating thing I would say is that they didn't go back and give a history lesson at the beginning of the report. I get it, right? But it would be nice if they would set the table and say, look, um, the, at least to the things they've already admitted to. You know, that there, there are FOIA documents out there that show that when, when they, you know, briefly mention these things have been making incursions in airspaces and over military facilities. Well, let's talk specifically that, you know, they have shut down nuclear warheads. That's in the FOIA request. You know, let's talk about missiles that have been, like, dissolved pretty much midair by some UFO object that shows up and and shoots some sort of laser at it and dissolves it. Let's talk about, you know, the multiple times these things have shown up over um, areas like you have 1952, you know, over Washington, D.C., the Capitol building, you know, and the jets were scrambled. So it would have been nice if they would have said, um, this goes back for decades, but they didn't. They didn't go into history, and therefore they also don't address Roswell. Um, they have made their official explanation, what, four or five times they changed it. So the problem they find themselves in is if we are going to come clean, how many times do we have to release files that are going to show that we were not telling the truth, and is that going to help our case? Or should we just start from right now <laughs> and just say from here on out, you know, like we're going to pretend like we didn't know anything. And I think that's kind of the approach that they seem to be taking right now. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I think you're right. That's it. The report kind of had that feeling to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I guess I'll just kind of, I'll end. I don't want to keep you too long. I don't know how much time that I get, but um, what about an app for that? Do you think it'd be a good thing? or a bad thing if we all had this AI deception detector on our phones? <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, you know, I, I really need to talk to the developers and see what their next steps are for this. But um, it does have some human interpretation in it as well. So they're looking at micro-expressions. Um, they're, they're looking at... Uh, like voice stress analysis of the tone of your voice. And they're also looking at content analysis, which is the structure of how you, what words you use in a sentence and how they're structured. And so all of that together, plus the analyst who looks at the the data and interprets it makes it very um, accurate. So I don't know that they'd ever put that into an app, but maybe um, <laughs> I could see people setting that up to, to interview everyone in their lives, right? Exactly. And actually, wait, I like, I do have one other question. Would you like to see this, it has to do with the, the, the technology again, applied to another series like 
Roswell, the final verdict. Would you like to see? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's huge potential. So don't give away my secret. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think... I think we need to talk to them because there are major cases, and, and I won't necessarily mention which ones, but there are major cases in the UFO field where people have made uh, revelations of um, alleged programs they took part in and things like that that would be really crucial for us to know. And um, I think we could use this technology uh, in those as well. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of potential. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's that's an even that's a great tease because that just leaves it open and hopeful for people who really enjoy Roswell: The Final Verdict. So, oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Well, thank you. This is this is awesome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope everyone else, you know, can uh, sit back and and not be not be afraid, not be anxious. That you will have your neighbors and some of them that will will be like kind of uh, rejecting this whole news coming out because they think that it it means little green men and it's not the case I don't think um, no, I think I that think it's so. whatever it is is exciting and, and we, we just uh, you know take it as it comes I agree I agree and I think that's awesome advice thank you so much for sharing that too <laughs> you're welcome thank you Courtney <laughs> thanks Ben have a great day you're welcome talk to you later bye You've been listening to Haunt Johns, a podcast for restless spirits. My name is Courtney Maroc, and it's been my pleasure to be your host and guide for this audio journey. Did you like what you heard? If so, the best ways to show your appreciation are by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from, leaving a review if your podcast provider permits it, or by sharing this episode. If you're curious about the music, almost all of it comes from filmmusic.io, unless otherwise specified in the show notes, which is also where all artists and song titles are listed. And if you'd like to continue exploring with me beyond the podcast, you can always jaunt with me online anytime at hauntjaunts.net or socially on Instagram and YouTube. I sure do appreciate you taking the time to sail the airwaves with me. Until our paths cross again, ciao for now.